It's time for your local weekly analysis, Slow County Public Policy and the Law, with your host, Stu Jenkins. The Union Forever, boys down with the traitor, up with the star, while we rally around the flag, boys, rally once again, shouting the battle cry of Welcome back to Slow County Public Policy and the Law, only at K News FM 98.5. If you just tuned in, I'm your host, Stu Jenkins. As a lawyer, I help folks protect their families and real estate in their estate plans. Since 1978, I have tried several thousand Slow County court cases, and it has been my privilege to strike down unconstitutional election laws and city ordinances. I've also been honored to repeatedly serve as Superior Court Special Master. You will hear from office holders, lawyers, and activists on this show, and today you're going to hear from some folks who run a museum. That's very important. But last week I wanted to talk to you about what we did. We spoke with Jerry Flanagan of Consumer Watchdog, who told us about Consumer Watchdog's Government Transparency Ballot Initiative. If adopted by voters on November 5, 2024, the Government Transparency Act will give every citizen swift access to city, county, district, and state records that are now hidden from public view. And I had fellow election law lawyer Michael Nolan discuss other ballot measures with me that are coming up for your vote at the November 5, 2024 election. If you missed last week's show, log into the podcast of the interviews at knews985.com. That's K-N-E-W-S-985.com. Now, in our second hour, I am very pleased to welcome Sarah Twisselman and Lynn Ludwig Higgins to the K News studio to talk about the Central Coast Veterans Museum and the 21 years of collecting veteran stories and providing education and artifact preservation right here in San Luis Obispo at the Central Coast Veterans Museum. Sarah Twisselman is a member of the museum's board of directors who focuses on communications and programs as a volunteer. And Lynn Ludwig Higgins is a museum docent and a published author who helps with the museum's education program and events. Welcome, Sarah, Lynn. It's good to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I, I just like our listeners to know a little bit about our guests. So, uh, Sarah, how did you get involved in the Central Coast Veterans Museum? Well, about 10 years ago, when I was a Cal Poly student, I was working on an oral history project, and my uh, professor told us to go out into the community and study the methodology of an ongoing oral history project. And that's when I discovered our Veterans Museum. I had been here for a few years going to college, and I had never heard of it. And then... And it was just right down the block from Cal Poly. Right down the... I had seen the tank, mm-hmm. but beyond that, I, had, I hadn't ventured into the brick building. And when I found out that the museum is the designated site of the Central Coast for recording oral histories with the Library of Congress... I was very interested. I learned more about the museum. I got to know quite a few of the volunteers there. And here I am 10 years later still supporting what they do. 
That's wonderful. Well, Lynn, how did you get involved with the museum? Well, I was a teacher, and I retired eight years ago, and I was meeting my daughter in the parking lot because it was a halfway spot, and I, I was early, so I walked over to the museum, which I'd been to before, and thought, I'll just walk through it, and there was a little handwritten note on the sign that held the hours of operation and said, if nobody's here during this time, we need volunteers. (laughs) (laughs) And you did. So that's what I did. I called (laughs) and it felt like um, the perfect place for me. I lost my uncle in the war in Vietnam. He was three years my senior. We grew up together here in San Luis Obispo. And my dad and my other uncles were all in World War II. And when I went in, some of the volunteers at that time were in their 90s, and they were one of them, June Lee, her her husband was one of the founders, and, and she found out that I was the daughter of Art and Lorraine Ludwig, and she just opened her arms and said, your family, you know, she had gone to high school with them. And I just wow. felt welcome right away. Oh, that's, um, that's wonderful. Yeah, it was, and I've been there ever since. I love it. Well, now, how often is the museum open? It's Wednesday through Saturday, 10 to 3. 10 to 3. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's uh, don't go there on Monday. No. It's not open. No. But if folks want to volunteer, how would they volunteer for the Central Coast Veterans Museum? So to become a volunteer, you can either go online on our website, www.vet museum.org and you can either just send us a note on our contact page or you can actually go to our tab that says getting involved and fill out an online form and submit it well that's wonderful yeah i bet you're always looking for volunteers always (laughs) as every nonprofit probably is in this county yes (laughs) now what kinds of programs do you provide uh sarah um so Of course, the museum preserves artifacts and has an archives. They have both permanent and rotating exhibits within the museum. Every year, our rotating exhibit switches on Memorial Day and Veterans Day, typically, with a new temporary exhibit. So beyond being a brick-and-mortar museum, we also are the designated site of the Central Coast, as I mentioned earlier, for the Veterans History Project, which is a nationwide project recording firsthand accounts of America's men and women who have served. So the Veteran History Project is a is a really important program that we run. It's free to veterans to come, schedule an appointment to come and record their story, and they get to take home a DVD of that story. And is, is that a... Uh DVD, uh, or is the recording a video, or is it just audio? It's video. So, unless they request just audio, typically mm-hmm. it's a video. Yes. So th- those uh, end up in the Library of Congress for people to know about the experiences that people went through if they went to Afghanistan, or if they went to Grenada, or to Iraq, or Vietnam. Yeah, and what's really neat is our museum's been doing it for 20 years. Wow. So we have an extensive collection of World War II stories from veterans from northern Santa Barbara County all the way through uh, Slow County to Monterey that had recorded with us. And so if people come to the Veterans Museum at the Veterans Hall at 801 Grand Avenue, uh, can they listen to these? Not right now. That's a really good question. We're really trying to work toward bringing the stories out of the archives and bringing them al- to life. But 
that's somewhere where we really need volunteer support. Someone with videography skills and more tech savvy who can come in and help us bring those stories to life because we only can do so much. Wonderful. Okay, so there's, there's a chance, folks, if you're listening and you have those skills, you can contact veteransmuseum.org and volunteer to help do that. Right, vetmuseum.org, that's correct. Vetmuseum.org, okay. Uh, Folks, you're listening to San Luis Obispo County Public Policy and the Law, and we are talking with Sarah Twisselman and Lynn Ludwig. Ludwig. (laughs) Higgins. Higgins. (laughs) We're making it hard on you. Yes. (laughs) No, no, that's all right. And they're telling us about the Central Coast Veterans Museum that is located at 801 Grand Avenue in San Luis Obispo and is the designated site for oral history projects uh, from this area going to the Library of Congress. Now, you've got a big event coming up, Sarah, don't you? I do. I just wanted to step back and say the veteran history is definitely one of our flagship programs, but we also have a thriving history education program. And within that umbrella, we we host Cal Poly students for internships each quarter. Uh Uh, We have a speaker series that runs through the year. Do you have any speakers coming up? We do, actually. Lynn is going to be one of our speakers next February. Wonderful. Well, Lynn, Lynn, you're an author. I understand you've written a book that relates to this museum. Uh Can you tell us about that? Yeah. Well, my, like I said, my uncle was killed in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. He went to San Luis High, class of 65, and I was class of 67. We grew up together just a mile apart, and it was a huge loss to our family. He was the baby of six. Sure. Forty years later, a friend of mine went to Vietnam. I said, if you go to Hoc Man, where he was killed, would you take a picture? He didn't have his camera, but he ended up talking to some Viet Cong veterans, one of which was in the battle at Hoc Man, where my uncle was killed. Right, okay. So when they were finished communicating and they had an interpreter to help, the fellow said, wait here, I have something to give for you to give to me and it was his battle flag he came back 20 minutes later on his bicycle he had a a metal box with uh, his battle flag in it was it your uncle's battle flag no it was the Viet Cong yeah and he had tears streaming down his face when he gave it because the battle flag is pretty special thing and so for quite a while I kept saying that I need to share this story because for me it was healing. Uh This fellow told his story and he was um, he had witnessed his fiance get blown up basically and all of his family members killed in the war and for him to give his battle flag um, to the enemy and the family of the enemy and so it was very healing for me and I thought other people need to hear this story. And it may have been healing for him. I'm sure it was, yeah. yeah. yeah that's a wonderful story. So yeah. so you'll be speaking in February about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and we've had other speakers. We just don't have anyone else lined up at the moment, but well, we had... You do have somebody speaking on October 8th, don't you? Oh, we do. So October 8th, yeah. we are hosting our first ever fundraiser. It's called the Stars and Stripes Celebration Dinner, 
and um, it's going to be a really fun event with barbecue dinner. I mean, bar- a barbecue dinner, appetizers, uh, wine and beer, a live music performance by the Royal Garden Swing Orchestra, and a dance performance by the Cal Poly Dance Team. Um, included will be a short program where um, we have invited the museum's original director, um, the first director, I should say, uh, Mr. Tim Haley. And uh, Mr. Haley was a, uh, he was in the Marine Corps in Vietnam, wasn't he? He was. He's a, he's a combat Vietnam veteran who served in Quezon. And didn't he get the Purple Heart? I believe so, yes. Okay. Yeah, and so he's going to kind of talk about the founder's vision of the museum back in 2002 and late 90s as they were developing this idea. And this is the 21st anniversary of the founding of the Veterans Museum at 801 Grand Avenue It is in San Luis Obispo. And I just want to note that we are 801 Grand Avenue, but we're also Suite 102 because the front of our brick building is the Slow Vets Hall. And it's shared by us at Suite 102 and the VSO in the back. And let's not forget that uh, the suite facing Palm Street is a court. So, but yes, it's in the, uh, for those who've been here long enough to know where the Vets Museum is, it's in the ground floor, the basement. Uh, Correct. uh, And uh, it's actually quite a large facility. I've been there several times and it's got an amazing collection, folks. You're going to want to see this place. Um, and I think you had a speaker uh, on Memorial Day, uh, didn't you? You had a, 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 an admiral who had been in the uh, Navy, but he was an airman. And he, he gave quite an inspirational speech. Yeah, we had Admiral Bose, who's, a, who's now a resident of the Central Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's really amazing. Um, I, a lot of people don't really talk about how many veterans we have in our county, but I think we have about 17,000 in Slow County, and um, once you're in the scene of military history and veterans, just supporting veterans, you realize how lucky we are to live in this county because there's so many organizations supporting veterans. There are. And now tell me about the Stars and Stripes celebration dinner. Uh, the uh, How much are the tickets? The tickets are $75 each. Or you can reserve a table of eight for 600 And this is going to be on the 8th of October. Uh, it, what day of the week is that? It's a Sunday. It's a Sunday, and uh, there's going to be a band there. Yeah, and ideally we would have done it on a Saturday or, mm-hmm. you know, this is our first fundraiser we've ever done, so it's a learning curve. And that was the only day available earlier in the year when we booked it. Surprisingly, the Slow Vets Hall is the place to throw your event. So, <laughs> Well, that's right. It's it's giant. Yeah. And it's got wonderful wood floors, folks. So is there going to be dancing for anybody besides the Cal Poly dance team? Yeah, that's a good question. Originally, the feedback was that, you know, we weren't going to make it a dance dinner. Mm-hmm. But as we've been progressing through selling tickets, a lot of people have told us they're excited to dance with the band or they've danced with that band. But prior So we've decided to make a little dance floor for those that do want to get out and swing dance a little bit. And let's give that dance, that uh, band a plug here. What's their name? Yeah, it's the Royal Garden Swing Orchestra. Okay. And they used to perform, I know they've performed a few times at Cal Poly, but there's quite a few people who are very familiar with them. They're professional. We're really lucky to have gotten them on on board. And when when does the dinner start? 
Uh, so the event starts three o'clock and we'll have a social hour from three to four with appetizers and that'll be an opportunity to buy your raffle tickets. Oh, good. And let me tell you, our community has gone all out to support this event and our veterans and the museum. We have so many wonderful opportunities to win, uh, gifts to win, gift cards, product, baskets, experiences. We even got tickets um, for to visit the USS Midway down in San Diego. Wow. So quite a few things to win. All right. All right. Yeah. And when will it end? Will it uh, go all till midnight or will it end <laughs> earlier for those well, of us who are of a senior disposition? <laughs> it's going to be relatively quick. We'll have social hour from three to four. Uh, we'll eat from five to six while you listen to the band play and um, the Cal Poly dancers will dance towards the end of the set. Um, and then that will be your opportunity to eat and then maybe dance a little bit. And then we'll, ro- we'll roll right into a short program. Uh-huh. Um, where Tim Haley and our current director, Bart Topp, will say a few words. Um, One really exciting thing is the Library of Congress has sent certificates to be presented to the museum um, honoring and recognizing our contribution, recording all these oral histories as part of this nationwide project. So those will be presented as well. Well, that's wonderful. Well, at only $75 a ticket, I know a lot of people are going to want to attend. How would they get their tickets? Uh, so they can go online again to vet, www.vetmuseum.org and um, on the main page there's a link right to our tickets or you can go into our events page and find our October 8th event and go into our tickets page there as well. And what's that website again? Vetmuseum.org. Okay. And is there a phone number people can call? Yeah, you can call 805-543-1763 but note we are only open Wednesday through Saturday from 10 to 3. So you may, um, you'll get an, you'll, you'll have to leave a message and we will get back to you as soon as we're back in the office. Okay. There's lots of ways to get tickets, folks. You're going to want to attend. Now, are there other programs that uh, you are working on presenting for the public? Well, one of the really neat things that our museum does is we have a wall of honor. So we have our historic artifacts, but we also have um, the whole back wall is a wall of honor where individuals um, can purchase a, a bronze plaque to honor their loved one or themselves. We've had veterans, you know, purchase a plaque for themselves. And our um, our lead, Steve David, has started a collaboration with the Slow Genealogical Society to dig deeper into all these plaques that have been there for 20 years. We don't have the, the background story on all these veterans. And we're putting together profiles, which will eventually go on our website. Now, Lynn, are you helping write those profiles? Yes, I am. I'm working on those. I've got <laughs> two done. It's going to take us forever. We have 178 plaques on the wall. <clears throat> and how many? Do you have room for 178 more? Yes, we do. Well, good. <laughs> yes. Good. So, um, folks, if you have a veteran in your family and you want to honor them, mm-hmm. you should go to www.vetsmuseum.org Singular, vetmuseum.org, correct. There's only one vet in the museum. (laughs) No. (laughs) So, vetmuseum.org, and is there a place where people can get information about uh, buying one of those plaques? Yeah, again, on our website, if you go to our Honor a Veteran tab, 
we it's a drop down and you can select our wall of honor page that talks about it's $300 for the bronze plaque how many characters can be on the plaque there's a form and all of that or again you can call us or email us and we can we can email that form to you or you can just visit the museum at 801 Grand Avenue in San Luis Obispo on a Wednesday Thursday Friday or Saturday Mm -hmm. and talk to the good volunteers there and Mm -hmm. probably buy that plaque then Yes, we have a form right there on the desk, on the main desk. That's good. Mm -hmm. Um, How big of a collection have you got at this point? You you said it changes every Veterans Day and uh, Memorial Day. Now, Veterans Day is not too far away. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen then? Yeah, so we have permanent exhibits in, in the museum that don't change, but then our, our temporary display switches out, and we are continue. We, we co-hosted The Wall That Heals earlier in March, along with the uh, Slow VSO and, and quite a few other groups that helped bring it here. And so we are continuing that theme of honoring our Vietnam veterans and those who did not make it home. Um, and on our display, we will have a timeline of major conflicts from the Vietnam War um, we are also going. We are also in the process of revising our permanent Vietnam War exhibit, um, and we are going to add artifacts and photos that were left at the march, um, the wall that heals in March that was here in San Luis Obispo. Um, we will we will have those on display on Veterans Day as well. Folks, you're listening to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. This is your host Stu Jenkins here at K News FM ninety eight point five. We're talking with Sarah Twisselman and Lynn Ludwig Higgins about the Central Coast Veterans Museum and their October 8th, 2023 Stars and Stripes Celebration Dinner to mark 21 years of the museum here in San Luis Obispo. Now, if you'd like to hear from an office holder, lawyer, or activist here at K News FM 98.5, you can email me at stu, that's spelled S-T-E-W, dot Jenkins, at dimecentralcoast.com and that you can also listen to podcasts of this show after 1 p.m. on Saturday or anytime after that at knews985.com Folks, stay tuned after this hard break. We're going to have some news and we're going to have some more information from the Central Coast Veterans Museum. <laughs> 